Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy, and I am with Steve Walsh. Hello. So this week we're going to be talking about music videos shot in South London. In episode three, we compiled a South London playlist, uh, songs by generally by South London artists that are about South London, or at least make reference to South London. So there were some videos there, uh, some so- some videos for the songs that would have come up, but obviously we talked about them before. You know, Eddie Grant. Did we mention Electric? We, we had Electric Avenue on it, yeah, but I don't we, know if we uh, talked about the video. Southside All Stars, Southside Rhythm. I mean, people will see that as a glaring omission, but, you know, go back to covered, three. It's been covered. And Roots Maneuver, Witness. My favourite music video of all time, as I said at the yeah, time. Yeah, tremendous. So, Shot in that primary school in uh, Streatham. Yeah. yeah. But, if yeah, episode three, man, we covered it, basically. And on episode seven, uh, we talked about South London Estates on screen. Specifically, Southwark Estates and uh, Madonna's Hung Up came up. Yeah, mentioned. Did we mention another video that was shot there as well? The David Grader one? Yeah, Getter. Him as well. All of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you mentioned that as well. Yeah, so man, listen to episode 7. Uh, listen to all of them. We might have mentioned the music video at any point, but we didn't. Mm. Mostly those two. That was a pretty tight episode as well for episode 7. Yeah, yeah. One of my favourites. Today we're. Uh, Almost as if we're curating uh, sort of a couple of hour stint on a popular music channel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, now that Channel U's gone. (laughs) uh, Channel U, we probably could have got uh, an episode out of South London music videos that appeared on Channel U. Well, there's one particular video coming up that... um, would have been I don't know if I saw it on Channel U but it would have been I was, there was a time when I was watching a lot of Channel U but there's one particular one that's put more or less my reason for doing it just doing this episode just so I could talk about uh, memories which is coming up later on I am a music video director Steve that's how most people will know me Steve is nodding he's not just sitting there silently um, I've put up things before haven't I Stone Circle say R did I mention that yeah that's that been in, up uh, as, a, as a link oh yeah because uh, we talked about it on the uh the Power Churches episode because I filmed it outside of a non-Power Church uh, <laughs> St Peter's filmed outside Elephant and Castle Tube Station as well and Ruskin Park and stuff Albany Road Burgess Park shot a music video yeah Pyramid Pyramid might stick out episode I might save that save that for our cycling episode that's coming up yeah, at some point because it's cycle video, heavy it? yeah my best work I reckon yeah it's my favourite of yours um, you said I can't bring up Oi Oi Savaloy again once is too much. <laughs> no, uh, Nikki S and Nike will be coming up later on, though. I think. Yeah, and also it's more than legitimate to mention it because uh, you helped with the production of it. You appear in the video, yeah, and it's uh, a massively South London centric uh, production. That also, um, my friend Tabo directed that Oyo Sablo by Milky Man's featuring Danny Z, and um, he directed another video. There's at the same time did like two videos in three days, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Was it called like? Trouble, things change my mind. Something. You're looking at me and sort of nudging me as if say, "Jump in." But it featured Katie B. Oh, is it? Yeah, before she was big. Yeah. But the bit I, I filmed a little bit on that video. I filmed a close up of some rims. Second unit. Yeah, essentially, yeah. but like Katie B had long gone. We were looking for music videos filmed in South London, and people came in with some very helpful suggestions. So thanks for that. Uh, we'll drop some names. Later on. I asked my brother um, for if he knew of any music videos filmed in South London. He immediately said Room of Red, which is uh, 
his music video, the, ocean, <laughs> the Ocean's Eyes. So he's got an agenda, hasn't he? Maybe we put a link to that, though, isn't it? People can watch. Yeah, it. absolutely. I'd like to give a shout out to Tom from uh, my work, who, when I said to him, because he's a, uh, a music fiend, so I said to him, "Do you have any music videos shot in South London?" And he just looked at me and went, "Riverly Ballroom." And I looked at the Riverly Ballroom, and there were a couple of corkers, few, uh, loads of things filmed there, but a couple of uh, really. Not odd, very mainstream things, which just things you wouldn't expect to be shot in South London. So, thanks, Tom. Thom. <laughs> Should we start, Steve, with probably the most famous music video shot in South London? Dex is me and that round as Carmen Eileen. I put this up uh, as a link on the South London Hardcore website uh, a couple of weeks ago just because Dex had a new album out and a way to tie in the new album with the fact that they'd shot a video in South London. Basically, for both of us, any opportunity we get to mention the fact that Dexy and Bernard exists, we'll take, won't we? Yeah. I'm making no apologies for that. We put it up as a video two weeks ago and we're talking about it now because you people don't understand. You're very lucky that every episode of this isn't 40 minutes of us talking about <laughs> Dexy and Bernard Jack yeah. singing uh, and then us just mentioning, you know, Balam for mm. five minutes at the end. Yeah, they, um, they're like the sort of the most underrated band going, I reckon. Yeah, just three great albums, and now four. That's, yeah. the new album's brilliant. I think. Yeah. maybe not. You know, I'm not saying it's one of the greatest albums of all time. I've only listened to it like twice, so I've listened to it about four times. Man. Yeah, we'll come back to it in a second, yeah, because uh, we're watching the video as we speak, and it's just a big crane shot uh, putting down on what is it called, Brooks Drive? But it's the corner of Brooks Drive and Howell Street. It's outside a grocery shop. I think it was Vise. It's got a silk cutter. Uh, <laughs> on the. Uh... <laughs> I think it was Vise Mini Mart. Then it's. Uh... Brooks Brooks Drive Food and I was like it's still it's still there as a as a mini mark. Dexy's Men Runners won't be there if you go there now, but still, you know. I um when I found out it was just it's just around the back of Elephant behind uh, the old leisure centre and I've read that and then uh, one day I was walking around there shortly afterwards and I was so excited about it and I said to Lakeisha like oh let's put, let's just walk go around this way. I've never really been around that way. I mean obviously been around the elephant you know a million times but you don't, you know, go down the side streets, whatever. So we were walking, walking that way, and uh, a, we witnessed a drug deal happening. Like someone chucked something out of a window, <laughs> and then, and he was like, "I'm going this way." I was like, "Look, I'm not coming back here." So I just want to go this way and see the mid-dexes bit, but she, you know, walked off. But yeah, it's um, it's iconic, isn't it? The video because of because of the dungarees, basically. But also, it was uh, a massive. Yeah, it was a massive. Hit. It was another one. Record, so. Yeah, it's a wonderful track. It's um, Eileen in the video is a sister of Siobhan Fahey from Banana Rama, as well. Yeah, is another nice uh, pop fact. You wouldn't imagine there being any connection between Dexys Midnight Runners and Banana Rama, but there you go. Yeah, they um, it's a song that you that you um, that I I heard you know growing up. You know, you kind of at functions and stuff. It yeah. was always played. Weddings. But never ever listened to it independently. And I didn't know any of their other stuff. And uh, I, I was aware of um, uh, My Beauty, where Kevin Rowland is in suspenders on the cover. <laughs> um, and it fa- was fabled to have sold 250 copies on Creation Records, which uh, presumably is not true. But I remember Alan, Alan McGee at the time saying, like, I don't care, I'll put out a Kevin Rowland record. Yeah. And that didn't mean anything to me at the time. But now, it just, you know, yeah. He was I mean, it's right. not great, yeah. I yeah. like the... the um, Whitney Houston cover on it I decided long ago yeah. that's great uh, but yeah you know um, so our friend Glenn kind of uh, burnt me some uh, Dexy stuff 
um, and I've got this thing where I like to go through uh, artists and uh, bands chronologically if I can so like Kraftwerk and other bands that Glenn got me into like you can see you can kind of chart the, the evolution of the band from like listening to it you know from you can start at the beginning when they're using like flutes and stuff and it gets more and more electronic or whatever but the same with Dexys where you know you got the Young Soul Rebels stuff and then the kind of Irish influence comes in and then it kind of uh you know, they kind of drop all that and you know it's kind of you know even more kind of improvisation that's uh you know spoken word stuff than there was before and you know you can you can kind of chart a real uh the evolution of the band but it's just three fantastic albums i can't stress enough how <laughs> great dexies are and even come on eileen like you listen to it in the context of the album or you just even you just put the headphones on and listen to it independently and it's fantastic well, I, we had uh, two Rye A growing up in the house uh, when I was young because uh, because of Common Eileen. And uh, I think the fact that it's, m- mum just liked it, liked the voice, and it, it had this sort of, as you say, Irish uh, influence to it as well. And then later on, uh, I heard Don't Stand Me Down, which was the third album. And it was it's a really odd thing. It was that it got, got like a critical reevaluation re- later on, but initially people thought it was uh, just a ridiculous thing. Um, and it is just whole big snatches of conversation and just talking over the song. But I loved it. I just thought it was uh, brilliant. I love the fact that each album does sound uh, radically different from the last. The other thing is they obviously look very different from album yeah. to album. But the thing is, all the looks are terrible. I think it just it just misses the mark completely. Like well, I love it you... so much though. I can't. <laughs> like the dungarees is appalling. Um, you with know, with the great. Look, you know, um, you know. Before that, the Steve Adore stuff and the silly moustache. The thing is, the it's so contrived mm. and and clearly, you know, thought through. And I don't know. It's, it's like when my, my beauty was announced, I remember getting just panned everywhere. And I was like, "Isn't this brilliant? Isn't it just brilliant?" These guys. I know. I'm. And it, the same with the new album. Uh, they were on later with Jules Holland, and. Uh, was just like watching some of the stuff on YouTube. People on YouTube are going, "Oh, he's uh, he's all over the place with his sketch." Just like you know, he looks ridiculous. He sounds terrible. And I was like, "Isn't this brilliant? Isn't it?" I don't know. I, I think I've just got a massive blind spot. There's nothing that uh, he can do that I'm gonna. Yeah, well, with. then we can talk a bit about the new album, right? Legitimately, because uh, Mick Talbot is um, all over it. He plays the piano and he talks a bit on it. It's a bit where he has a conversation yeah. with. Uh, <laughs> Really long bit as well, yeah. which uh, again I imagine a lot of people not liking. I was like, "This is this is fine." Yeah, but Mick Talbot is from uh, South London. He was in a band called the Merton Parkers. And, you know, he's uh, from Ballam, isn't he? Originally, I think um, somewhere around there. Yeah, and like the you know, Merton Park, you know, Parkers being stuff more to war. Yeah, uh, and then he was in the, the uh, Style Council with Paul Weller. You know, as like the other guy in the Style Council. <laughs> but yeah, now he's on this new Dexys record, and it's brilliant. Uh, there's a, I haven't listened to a, a, a new record so much since probably Watch the Throne. There's also another uh, Dexy South London connection where my auntie Eileen, uh, about a week ago, found a reference on a Forest Hill community website where someone said, uh, oh, I saw uh, a couple of Dexy's Midnight Runners getting off the train at Forest Hill Station. Apparently uh, one of them lives around there. Oh, come on, Eileen. <laughs> Um, and it's brilliant because my auntie Eileen posted this link on Facebook and underneath it just put for Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> 
She used a global communications network basically to let me know that Dexys uh, were living in Forest Hill. But yeah, on the new record, um, there's a bit where he's talk, trying to convince a girl to have an open relationship, you know. You know, <laughs> you know I just thought it'd be interesting to try it out, you know. And she keeps calling him Kevin, doesn't she? She keeps saying, <laughs> yeah. Ke- No, Kevin! I just it, you know. But Kevin! Not in the gay way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's brilliant. Next up, we got Bashy with video for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, Bashy is from West London, but the video for this was shot in mostly Deptford Market and then up by Deptford Bridge. Yeah. And it's a really simple video. It's basically Bashy with uh, a shopping trolley that's clearly mounted on some sort of. this is camera mounted on um Oh, camera's mounted. Camera's mounted on a shopping trolley, right? See, I would say yeah, shopping trolley's mounted that's on, mounted some, on yeah. something else yeah. as well, but I'm saying this is post Stone Circle, Steve. And you uh, you know, you remember my sample of the video where there's course. a guy rapping from a shopping trolley. But before really? that you had Tom York in it. So legacy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a brilliant video. He's like uh, doing a sort of supermarket sweep around uh Deptford Market, just talk talking about relentlessly talking about making money. Yeah. Well what's nice is uh, he's like just going through the market and clearly a lot of the people that are involved people are just handing him bags of money and like he's handing out stuff to people um, and it uh, it's just clearly passes by that they've just roped in and gone can you just hand, hand in this bit and they've got a big grin in their face there's a couple of people made up in terrible wigs and fake beards probably just his mates but it's just such a simple video the, uh, the occasional sort of effect and it's one bit where he turns into a bear just for a second with a really cheap graphic um, and then it transitions into the shopping trolley's just standing still at the front with the money in it. He's dancing around with his friends, and at this point, I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit rubbish now. It's just going to be him bouncing yeah, around with his mates. Standing impromptu, impromptu rave underneath yeah. uh, Deptford Bridge. Yeah. But it's just like people who's going to be dancing, bouncing up and down. Very classic hip hop video thing. And it's just going to be, you know, just people throwing random shapes. But there's a lovely bit where they just go into. It's not even an elaborate dance routine, but just no, the fact it's, that it's, uh, uh, it's so well executed. Yeah, it's, like, and he gets involved for as well. A low budget video. Yeah, really absolutely. Really well. And everyone looks great as well, don't they? It's uh, yeah, again, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't imagine he's got a, a, a budget for, uh, you know, clothes, <laughs> clothes everything. But he's obviously said to people, and it, it uh, you know, he's obviously said to people just turn up looking good. People have just put out some some fantastic outfits. Yeah, people and are it, flossing. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. And it's just a hilarious video as well, uh, and a really funny song. Some nice. Uh, that was Bashy who wants to be a millionaire the next video is one that I don't know if people were listening last week people listen from week to week but one that I thought of in the movie when you mentioned Battersea Park it just occurred to me Supergrass going out I'm not a big Battersea Park regular but it's a, it's a really great video it's so simple it's just Supergrass playing on a bandstand but it's directed by Dom and Nick who always uh, you know, do a fine job, and uh, yeah, you know the clothes are right. Like the thing about Super Rob Coombs, he's got the orange. He's got this orange uh, woolly hat on. Yeah. He's reading got the like newspaper. a flask. Yeah, he's yeah. reading the newspaper at one point with a headline: Supergrass eat roast dinners. <laughs> he's got like a flask sitting on his um, organ. You know, Gaz Coombs is wearing this like leather coat, brown leather coat. Man, it's just, it's just such a da- lovely. Danny's video. wearing like. Uh, it looks like he's made up to go f- uh, on an Arctic expedition yeah. he's wearing like every bit of warm clothing he's got the other thing about Supergrass is and I think they had a lot of very good videos and I think a, a huge part of it was the fact that 
Gaz and Danny in particular, but uh, I'll say Mickey as well, they looked remarkable as human beings, didn't they? Yeah. They looked like they were Simeon. constantly had special effects done on their faces. And I'm not saying they're unattractive people. They're, I would say they're very attractive people. But they just look remarkable. They just look uh, uh, just, yeah, odd. Like a slightly different species to human. Children of the monkey basket. <laughs> That's the name of like their label or something. Oh, is it? Or All the right, publishing you company. You know, like, you know, yeah, pub- yeah. I think it was publishing. Yeah, they do look... As you say, slightly more, and this is not an insult at all. They do look slightly more simian than most humans, but it works for them, isn't it? It's a, it's a look that they're kicking. It's good. Yeah, I love Supergrass. I uh, saw him. Uh, I've seen him about three or four times. I got on the radio once. My first. I'm obviously I'm a regular, regular on the airwaves now. <laughs> By airwaves, I mean Wi-Fi and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I was on um, Radio One, um, coming out of um, seeing Supergrass in. I presume it was about two thousand. It was, um, what was the third album called? Was it Eponymous? But yeah, it was after, it, well, I went to see them at Electric Ballroom. Brilliant as well. Electric Ballroom is like just about the smallest place you're really going to see big bands play. And like, um, I was absolutely soaked, right, with like my own juices. And um, the guy, the Indian guy from uh, Radio One was interviewing on the way out. And he, uh, yeah, I just uh, maybe I can dig it out, man. Stick it on something. Upload it. I should upload it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I just went mad at the end. I just went, I'm covered in sweat and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's quite probably quite embarrassing now. Actually. <laughs> Sound like it? Waterloo. It is, isn't it? Waterloo. Yeah. Near... But that um... Shell Centre. I've just put on um, the late in the day video because I seem to remember a bit. Um, where they were, I thought maybe they were pogoing over the Battersea Park bandstand on that as well. In that as well, because um, there's just a video there on pogo sticks the whole time. Brilliant song as well. Late in the day, I love it. But now uh, they're not. They don't go through Battersea Park. But they, um, we are currently watching Danny Gophie going mad on uh, the Shell Centre in Waterloo, <laughs> bouncing up and down. It is look, they do go through Battersea Park. Look. <laughs> They're never out of there. Reference to the uh, previous video. Well, you said you wanted to uh, shoot at Battersea Park at one point and it was quite expensive. Yeah, for the uh, Stone Circle video where we shot on a bandstand, that kind of came to mind, Supergrass on the bandstand. And I looked it up and it was a lot. It was like three figures to... uh... So maybe when they finished the other video, they had like ten minutes left. (laughs) Don't want to waste it. And they were like, do some air cuts, get those poses out, do it in black and white, they'll never know. Yeah, get our hat off, babies by Pulp. Yeah, it's a great video, isn't it? Really, yeah, good song. Yeah, it's cracking. That. Where's it filmed? Um, the internal shots were filmed uh, in a flat in Camden. The in- it's it's um, yeah, it's a video. Just give people. Oh yeah, sorry, if they can't bother to watch it. The video is it's mostly uh, Pulp uh, performing. Uh, and I checked this out, and that, that the, those pits were—I'd never heard of this. Um, they were shot in, in an infinity room. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah infinity. I, off, what's called infinity curve? Maybe it is. Yeah, it's like where you got a white background and a white floor, yeah. and you got a, like a like. There's a current uh, Paul Gascoigne um, Umbro advert, and it's just like a white background. So whenever you see anything, and it's just like a kind of completely white background, like an advert or whatever. Yeah, infinity curve. Yeah, I'd never heard of it, and I was like, "Oh, nice." Um, yeah, so that was filmed in Camden. The then it cuts away to because essentially the story is it's Jarvis Cocker telling the story about 
fancying this girl and eavesdropping on her uh, older sister uh, getting off with boys um, but then hearing her do it is not enough so he hides in a wardrobe so he can watch her get off with boys as well and then one night falls asleep in the wardrobe and gets caught by the older sister the older sister then starts kissing him and the younger sister catches him and he realises he loves the younger sister and explains to the younger sister that he only went with the older sister because it reminds him of the younger sister uh, it's a great video um, mm. but it cuts to uh, from the band singing two two sisters uh, just messing about in their bedroom essentially and that was all filmed in Camden but the external shots uh, of all the buildings and whatnot was filmed in Peckham where uh, Pulp were living at the time oh. yeah uh, and it was like two streets away from where I grew up oh. so I was really sort of like did you know that at the time no nah, nah, never knew any of that and uh, was uh, really pleased to find out. It's, yeah, it's just a, a cracking song. It's another one where, similar to Supergrass, where the band and all the, and the two girls as well are dressed uh, very well, aren't they? Not again, not professionally dressed, I would say, but they just look. Jarvis Cocker's yeah. uh, wearing this looks like a black velvet suit without a shirt. Yeah, and it's another one where again, no, unlike Supergrass, uh, you'd, you'd argue that Pulp not an attractive group by any stretch of the imagination but compelling to look at hmm. just uh, yeah great fun and this is News of the World by The Jam well it's like if I'm not singing I'm chewing gum yeah there's no, there's no way I'm gonna uh... yeah he's really like he goes for it doesn't he like oh, the, yeah. the guitar solo as well is sort of uh He's not really known for guitar solos, no, is he, not man? At all, but no. he just like powers through this. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of Bruce Foxton. He's a brilliant bassist. And uh, like you say with these other guys, he is quite compelling to look at. It's an extraordinary <laughs> haircut. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, obviously the jam uh, free piece with uh, Paul Weller as the singer. But yeah, this is uh, News of the World is a. Uh, one that Bruce Foxton sings. It's a Weller backing vocals, isn't there? But it is. Well, at the beginning, it's punk, punk, yeah. rock, rock. Also, even like. Power, power! <laughs> yeah, there was a thing, you know, that Weller was the jam, and that was always a lie, wasn't it? No, it Rick Buckley was... is a brilliant drummer yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. Buckley and, and Foxton were, you know. But the video phenomenal. is shot, uh, it's on the top of. Um, on the bottom of somewhere on uh, Battersea <laughs> Power Station you have to go quite far to find a better dressed band than the jam well it's interesting as well because we've looked at a few videos that have had uh, settings in South London but I think in every other case it's sort of cut away to different spots whereas this and maybe it's the age of the video it yeah. is just them isn't it it doesn't yeah, it, the camera cuts between them and around them but we don't cut away to another place. We don't cut away to other people. That's no. interesting. It is just yeah. It's one of those um, a video where it's just purely just a performance. Yeah. But it's really really good. Man. But you're getting to watch uh, Paul Weller play the guitar, uh, Bruce Foxon play the bass, and Rich Buckley do some drumming. So it's not a problem, is it? It's some quite uh, quite a weak uh, kind of uh, commentary on uh, the news there, isn't it? <laughs> it's not subtle. It's not yeah. subtle, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a read uh, all about him. Yeah, knows the world. That's a weller though, isn't it? What doing? But yeah, <laughs> a huge fan of the jam. I used to listen to. Uh, I remember, since you remember when I was about 15, I had Snap, which is uh, the best of 
on cassette on my Walkman and I genuinely don't think I opened my Walkman for about six months it's glued it closed on it that's no, fine worms. Or, or, or reverse, well. you don't so need to just, switch over. The, yeah, it's fine. It finished and it didn't. I copied it off a CD. So halfway through, uh, uh, what's this called? Tales of the River Bank, whatever it's called. That just cut off halfway through and then go <laughs> back to uh, In the Sea. <laughs> but I saw Paul Weller once in um, Mayfair, just walking along and I turned the corner and he was there. And he's quite tall. He's tall and he's, you know, he's got the, still got the same haircut he's had for you know, <laughs> 35 years. To be fair, a couple of those times he's come back in. Yeah, but most of yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Paul, come He'll be on. back again. Yeah. But yeah, and no, he's. Um, I was. I think Fox and stuck with that just in case. Well, Fox Dunn and Buckley play in a band called From the Jam. Yeah, they? with a different yeah. singer. But you know, they can do news of the world, can't they? <laughs> but I was so starstruck, man. It's the most starstruck I've ever been. I reckon I had a poster of him on my wall at the time, like sort of jumping in the air with his guitar. It was Ricky. <laughs> Next up gone for The Fly by U2. I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Have you not? What do you reckon? Rubbish. Really? Yeah, I mean the first decade of their, they've got some marvellous stuff. Yeah. Hold Me, Fill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, you know, a bit later on. <laughs> also brilliant. The guitar bit on this is from all right. Uh, the Wharf Road stuff is all the stuff with the tellies in the window. That's a TV shop on the Wharf Road. Granada. No, I'm sorry, I think. Lynn Electrical. Lins. I don't think it's Lynn's. The one up by where the Tesco is now. Yeah, I think it's that one. I, this is that same conversation with someone today, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lady you almost met, um, Christine, on the way out, she um, was saying she once blew her husband's speakers. She goes, you know what black men are like with their speakers? <laughs> she goes, let's go down the Wharf Road and get him, uh, <laughs> get him some new ones immediately. Well, it was interesting you mentioned speakers because uh, when they were filming this video on the Wharf Road, they had uh, the playback for the song for them to obviously perform to and Bono to respond to. But they thought the playback was a bit tinny, a bit ropey, and they couldn't really uh, get much out of it. And a guy came driving past while they were filming in like a BMW fully kitted out with mad speakers and they basically commissioned the car and went can we borrow your car and he was like yes yeah, certainly so like Bono uh, uh, went over and sort of like spoke to the guy and said can we just use your car and he was like yeah so they put uh, the CD in the car and used uh, this guy's car as the playback uh, for the video the video uh, was also interrupted apparently while they were trying to shoot on the wharf road with uh, a woman who just brought some chips over and uh, an Irishman who insisted on telling Bono that he was from Dublin, who may or may not have been related to me. I don't know. Poss- there's a possibility. There's a possibility. <laughs> but I like the idea of they ca- they was shooting around Central London, had no problems whatsoever. They came to South London, they had to commission uh, a souped up BMW, no. turn down some chips, and deal with an Irishman who insisted on telling them that they were uh, from the same city as him. See, I love this song, but a lot of it is sort of residual affection because around this time uh, U2 were my favourite band of all time I, I sort of fell in love with the early stuff I love that's what put me off U2 a bit the idea that this was the output of the greatest band of all time yeah you see that was the problem I, I was I accidentally bought Discotech on the cassette <laughs> because I had a voucher and they wouldn't give me any change and I'd already bought Ash trailer <laughs> and uh, Blur Beetle Bump <laughs> and um and I had like a pound left, so I got 
disco set by U2 and didn't enjoy it at all. It's, it's not very good. I mean, the thing is, like, I I got into U2 around the time of the Joshua Tree, so I, I got the Joshua Tree and then Rattle and Hum, and then my mum and dad, my dad in particular, was so pleased that my favourite band in the world were from Dublin. My mum and dad would, like, every so often just come in with, like, uh, a U2 tape they'd found in a charity shop or in Woolworths. Yeah, they just, yeah, like, yeah. find... So I managed to, like, fill in... got all the back catalogue, mainly through just being given... Ta- not even for, like, my birthday or My dad would just, like, spot a U2 album he knew I didn't have and just give it to me for no reason. I was like... So eventually I had, like, all the back back catalogue. And then I was waiting for this new album at this time, which would turn out to be Acting Baby. And all the time they were talking about they were going to split up, and I was like, this is typical. I've just got into this band I really like, and they're going to split up. And then they came out this album that sounded like nothing else they'd done before. And... I think I, you know, I probably should have been shocked in this way. But instead, I was like, no, "This is great! I really loved it." I went to my first sort of stadium gig, I guess you call it, was in '92. I went to Con- the concert, I believe. <laughs> well, no, I'd been to concerts before because uh, I had like my old music hall stuff. <laughs> yeah, sort of Chaplin. And... No, my, I had uncles who were in bands, so like, I'd go and see them with my family. So I'd been to like concerts, but I'd never been to a massive, proper, you know, big professional show. And went to see the Zoo TV tour at Wembley Stadium. And managed to, while at Wembley, pretty much find the spot where Jeff Hurst had lashed in uh, his third against Germany in 66. So I was quite pleased about that. Mm. I managed to like, stand there. Um, but then also, uh, you know, it's this huge sort of all bells and whistles thing. And it was uh, quite a well, I was, you know, I would have been 17 so I went to the gig with uh, U2 shaved into the back of my head <laughs> because uh, I was an idiot. And, yeah, uh, they, yeah, terrible. Uh, but they were very much. I like them less now. Um, the music uh, I found got a bit boring for me. And then they moved all their uh, business to the Netherlands to avoid tax. While at the same time, know, he's the biggest telling man, me to contribute lots to charity, I know, and I was like, I don't, yeah, just you know, like, well, how I'm about you still just a millionaire? Pay, yeah. I'm not going to give anything. Just well, you just—it's not even that. Just if you pay your proper levels of tax, then we can have a conversation. Then you mm. can talk to me. If you're not doing that, we can't even have a conversation. So I just I lost interest, and I, as I think their work became—it's also I think they're the perfect band for an adolescent. It's very simple politics it's very simple you know they're sort of like you know what's wrong war is wrong mm. you're like you're 17 you're going yeah, yeah. T-Saint war's well out of order isn't it and then you listen to the songs and the songs are very much um, you know love's a wonderful thing you know it's not nice heartbreak heartbreak's a horrible thing you're going yeah god this is uh, profound and it's not and at the time it's quite funny because this would have been my first contact with the fall as well well, because well, so, uh, when when Bono came up with his persona of the fly for Actor and Baby, and this was another thing as well. What was you, calling himself the fly? That was it. Was this character, this persona that he took on? It was them playing with sort of different ideas, and that was the thing. Obviously, beforehand, uh, you two had been a very uh, functional band in terms of, of look. It was very much jumpers and trousers, and then suddenly they were wearing leather jackets and sunglasses, yeah. and they were wearing very designer gear, and you know, yeah, it was, all you know, about sunglasses. I, 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 I thought it was great fun, but um, I, and I didn't know this, uh, but uh, uh, when the fall first started out, um, the original lineup was going to be called the Flyman and the Fall, and it was going to be the Fall playing music 
and Marky Smith not even doing lyrics, just making buzzing sounds into a microphone, mm. dressed as a fly. Is that not what he does? Nah, they, 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 they scrapped that pretty early on. But uh, when Bono sort of announced this persona of a fly, Marky Smith was like, we did that in 77. Uh, <laughs> and at the time, I, didn't, I had no idea who Marky Smith or the four were. I just thought, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this guy telling you two all about himself? And obviously now... And they were to take you to his mantle. Well, this is it. Now I sort of go... Uh, God, Bono, what was he thinking of? Ripping off the fall yeah. from 1977. Terrible. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a time around. I've grown up, essentially. But I still I still have a lot of uh, affection for the video. And it's, it's just the sort of thing of... It's like when I listen to uh, uh, Siamese Dream by uh, Smashing Pumpkins. The fact that I haven't... I, I put this I've on... I've never listened to them. With, I put it on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. The fact that I haven't really matured emotionally since I was 17 means I can still enjoy this music on a certain sort of level, mm. which I think is terrible on one level, but you know means I do get enjoyment out of uh, very simple things. Speaking of simple things, Steve, the Kaiser Chiefs never miss a beat, 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 never miss a repeat to infinity. Yeah. Ad infinitum. <laughs> Ad, ad infinitum, I think. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. So what does ad nauseum mean? Until you vomit? Until you're sick of it, yeah? Yeah. Which brings us back to the guys of Chiefs. I'm not a fan. I like uh, I Predict a Riot. I think that's a great song. Yeah. I've never heard anything else they've done. I've, I've never got... heard this song until today. I like some of their stuff, man, I must admit. Yeah. I remember when... Um... People do. No, but people also don't. Right? <laughs> do they? Good, I'm glad. I'm glad In uh, what year would it have been? Maybe 2006? When it was there was uh, Mercury Awards, yeah, and uh, the Mercury Award, I should say, and um, HMV did a load of like in store. They did like a week of every day was like a band that wasn't Mercury nominated, and I went to see uh, Maximo awful. Park. Yeah, <laughs> I went to see Maximo Park and got um, a couple of records signed because that the certain trigger I think is brilliant. I love it. See again, I I don't. There's one song of theirs that I'd recognise if I heard it. Apply some pressure. Maybe. What happens when you lose everything? You just start again. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Start yeah, all yeah. over again. I was gonna say no, not that one. Yes, it's that you one. Yeah. some pressure, you lose some pressure. Yeah. Ad infinitum. <laughs> infinitum. Ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind that one. And I went to see the go. Yeah. As well, not the go. The go team. Go yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like go team. Just one bit. tremendous track. Yeah. Huddle formation. Just one of my, you know, I would consider taking it to Desert Island. Okay. On, with, you know, I remember hearing discs. the album. And there was one song I liked in there, but I can't remember. It might be that song. It'll be that. Also, yeah. Ladies' Flash was good as well. But um, they played, and um, it finished, and they just watched like wandering off, and they weren't doing a sign in. There's so many of them, and you don't know who they are. Obviously, like you can recognize <laughs> the black girl, and like. Um, like all that, all was that? There was like a Chinese person uh, or Japanese sort of like browsing CDs afterwards, like sort of in the VIP. It's like, was that the guitarist? You don't want to go up to a Japanese person and go, were you the Japanese person? <laughs> so I just went around with a pen and just like just started getting these people to sign the record. And, man- and I managed to get them all to sign it. So I've got a signed goat, unless I put it on eBay. I can't remember. I've probably still got the signed goat team record, I reckon. Um, but yeah, well, um, reserve was not met. I said to. Um, Anthony and the Johnsons won the Mercury Prize that year for a brilliant record. Yeah, that, a was, a great, that was a great record, actually. And um, I said to the, guy, the guitarist from Go Team, I was like, well, did you, uh, what, what, did you, what did you think about it? Were you disappointed not to win the prize? And he goes, uh, no, I'm just glad the Kaiser Chiefs didn't win it. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of like, I was a bit taken aback, man, because I thought... Oh, I was like, They're all in a big club, isn't they? They all love like each other. I prefer the GR record. <laughs> you know... Um, 
I, I'd, I've not heard a lot. I've never heard of Kaiji's album all the way through, and I've only heard bits of his songs. And so sadly, there's one of them that I like. I listened to this one today for the first time, mate. Didn't really do it for me. I like the video. Yeah, video's good, isn't it? Yeah, video's very good. It's very, uh, it looks, uh, I'm a big, I'm a sucker for videos where you go, they didn't spend a lot of money on this, but it looks great. It looks like shot on DV or something. So I do think it would have been slightly better if they'd have spent a little bit of money on the, uh, on the cameras. But anyway, I mean, there's, um, Ricky Wilson. There's the band are performing in a kind of, uh, That's the worst deserted part. pub. When I have to look at their faces. Yeah. But yeah, he's, and he's on the screen as a weatherman or something, or a newsreader. News which don't something. really yeah. work either. No. They don't match up with the rest of the video. Um, Any bits of the Cry Chiefs are the worst bits. Yeah, but, but then, then the rest of it, yeah, there's kids with like, um, masks on doing these dance routines, running around the Aylesbury. But like, papier mache masks. Yeah. Not so. And it's of... really good. It's like the synchronised dancing really works well, but it she looks like shot on a mobile phone once it's been processed on YouTube. Great. It's also shot in Thamesmead on that estate where they shot Misfits. Um, you can see because there's like a lake there and it all kind of matches. Next up, I've gone for Elton John. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Is this when Elton John started to get rubbish? It's when he started wearing hats all the time. Because, uh, ironically as well, everyone else in the video so far has massive hair. Um, and then... There's a scene where they're conscripted into the army and they will get their head shaved. So I don't know if it was like Elton John demanded that everyone in the video had as little hair as him hmm. all the time. Because when, um, you know, Elton John, when I was like 14 when the Diana song came out, Goodbye England's Rose. Best one, that best song. Just rubbish, obviously. And everything he'd done, he put it as a B-side, right? So if you look in the Guinness Book of Records, it goes, greatest selling singer of all time is Elton John something about the way you look tonight. <laughs> Which is outrageous. <laughs> but yeah, he's just appalling. Like His output then is just the, the worst stuff going. But he's got some great stuff from the 70s, and I presume this is from 1983, and is this where he just started to just churn out junk? Well, I mean, I, yeah. Benny and the Jets, I like. I love Rocket Man. Rocket Man's good, um, but I've and never the one, been. Um, Tiny Dancer, superb. And what's the other? Uh, the one that um, the duet, Don't Go Breaking My Oh Heart. yeah, but, yeah, I never like that. I like that one. I mean, I like this, but purely uh, for comedy reasons. I think it's just ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. He looks ridiculous all the way through. Lyrically, it's ridiculous. The title of the song is, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Yeah. Straight away, it's just ludicrous, isn't it? it is. So I can embrace it on that basis. And uh, it's nice because um, this is one of the ones where. Uh, they play this at Chelsea home games. <laughs> Tom, Tom, when Tom Work said, just check out the Rivoli Ballroom. So I looked at the Rivoli Ballroom and I went, oh, music videos here included. And I was like, Elton John shot a video here. Um, and it is, what's nice is it's shot, and lots of music videos shot, but the, here you get external shots internal shots that you can really make out yeah he's got it's, the lights on and stuff yeah it's like a key element to it you know the other major video that was shot here was uh, Private Dancer by Tina Turner which also blew me away that it was you know a Tina Turner video was shot there um, yeah that's one of her biggest ever hits yeah it? yeah it's remarkable but there it's only internal shots it's clearly really boring if you know the interior but here I like the fact you see the exterior you see them going in I mean you know it's an awful song isn't it and it's not a great video as well it's uh very much off its time. Uh, you do get to see Elton John in a ridiculous week, mm. as we all do now every day. So speaking of live music venues where videos are shot, which is kind of a... Yeah, once you kind of stumble across that, you do get um, stacks of videos shot in South London. Uh, Brixton Academy. We've got Culture Club's Move Away 
from 1986, which is pretty rubbish. <laughs> and as you can see, it's got some uh, pretty ropey CGI. But it does has got Boy George wandering about um, Brixton Academy. You know, you recognise all these parts. It looks you know, like the lobby a, and stuff. It looks like the, you know the Paula Abdul uh, video where she's got that that cartoon cat over. It looks like a cartoon cat is going to join in at mm. any moment. Yeah, he's got kind of animated movie posters on the walls. Yeah, and there's uh, something shown on the screen there. I don't know a lot of Culture Club songs. I know the singles. This is the worst Culture Club song I've ever heard. It's very watery, isn't it? Speaking of people with terrible looks, I mean, it's yeah, never this is, been. I don't know. I don't know. This he's he's like a he looks like a sci-fi gangster. I'm quite liking this look. Exactly. Yes, good. Now I think the thing about uh, Culture Club Boy regardless of anything to do with the music, he's never looked anything less than spectacular. I've got no problem with the look here. Look at this. He looks like he looks like a a villain from any sort of. Oh, no, it's well timber and that. I don't know. It just it looks sort of Blade Runner. I think his his outfits. I got no no. Fifth I'm Element, Steve. If anything. Great. Yo, yeah, it's Gautier. Yeah. <laughs> so I think placebo had a video there, but I've got to be honest. I'm not really interested in exploring placebo any further than I have to. <laughs> um, you me at six. Uh, did a video there called Underdog. I'm just saying that for our younger listeners, Steve. My uh, brother and sister are big fans. I believe they rub, regularly rub shoulders with uh, the members. Of okay. Six. Have you ever heard of them? Never heard of them. Nah, but I'm see. 37 this year, so probably should. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy 2012. Uh, nerd. Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo's band. Uh, I don't have to explain that. Nah. Probably, I'm probably 37 sure I know who that is yeah I love Nerd <laughs> Man but the song that's done there Spaz is alright but it's no uh, you know it's from like the third album and okay. Seeing Sounds which has got one of my favourite ever album covers it's got Pharrell Williams wearing like feathers in his on his head Pharrell's another one who uh, just looks spectacular yeah he's great isn't he man I had a po- used to have a poster of him on my wall speaking of people I had posters on <laughs> I was about 20 at the time but you know it's fine <laughs> you live in with your parents you have what you want you want yeah. And again, this is kind of cheating a bit, yeah. Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills, but I love it so much, man. It's such a great track. Do you know it? I don't think I do. Let's have a... I don't know this. (laughs) You're hearing the words? I am. It's Bruce Dickinson taking on the persona of a Native American. (laughs) And or Australian Aboriginal, basically. Uh, oh no, it is Native American. The vi- so the video is this live performance at Brixton, not like just a live performance. I mean, it's kind of shot as a video. You know, what I mean, it's not just that someone's grabbed a camera at a show. Yeah. And then it's cut into this kind of uh, comedy, um, silent western with uh, an attack by Indians. I've got a soft spot for Iron Maiden, then, man. I don't really know their stuff at all. I know this one. My mate Tom used to drive us uh, around on a Sunday night after church. We'd just go for like an hour and a half drive up to like Penge, always to Penge. <laughs> it's genuinely beautiful place. But um, I'm getting distracted listening to this. But yeah, this Fiat Panda. We used to just pile in a bit like five of us, <laughs> and he'd just drive around and he'd just have run to the hills on it, just full volume. See, the thing is, and it's or the super obvious. Or rash. This is it's the obvious illusion, isn't it? But as soon as you get a band looking like this, 
pretending to be Native Americans talking about white men yeah. coming to get them. It's Spinal Tap, isn't it? It's Spinal Tap, isn't it, yeah. It is. And, like, you know, obviously it's the cheapest, laziest, yeah. this one goes most up to obvious 11. thing to say, but that's what this looks like, isn't it? And there's a reason why Spinal Tap, you know, is so successful as a parody of what it is. There's a really great bit coming up, man. We have to keep watching. There we go. <laughs> the Native American on a bike firing an arrow. No, no, into the next a... one, the next All one. Right. The guy on a bike shooting an arrow is pretty good. I don't feel. How could that be improved? Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. I've just realised we're like Beavis and Butthead here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Got the laugh wrong. <laughs> That's quite a gauntlet. <laughs> trying, to, trying to find positives. Nice belt. It's great. I love it, man. There we go. <laughs> Native Americans on ta- on a tandem <laughs> shooting arrows. Yeah, I've queued up the next track, which is called "Ode to South London" by Leon Rhymes. Not a name for this piece. The thing is, I don't enjoy it. No, I admire it in terms of the fact that he's like he's managed to get how many references, but so many are so shoehorned in uh, it's also also you know credit where it's true it's a remarkable piece of work just in the sense of travelling to all those places to make that video yeah and uh, to keep the same uh, optimistic expression on his face <laughs> it matches perfectly doesn't it <laughs> so I mean yeah you've got to give him respect for it's comprehensive uh, he's put a lot of work into it and there, there, there are some bits that sort of scan but a lot of it just doesn't, does it? No, no. It's but poetry more than anything. Yeah, else, it's it? sort of performance poetry. And that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> You've got the Chemical Brothers setting suns, featuring Noel Gallagher, filmed in Crystal Palace Park. Um, yeah, video I must have watched a few dozen times when it came out, but I had no realization at the time it was uh, Crystal Palace. It was. Yeah, I mean, that massive TV um, <laughs> antenna in the back could be anywhere. As it? soon as it came off, I was like, it's definitely, oh, it's I recognised it. Um, yeah, Noel Gallagher on vocals. If I remember rightly, um, from what memories at the time, at the time, you know, when this came out, this is when I used to read uh, The Enemy and Melody Maker. I knew about music. No, I don't. Mm. I just sort of, uh, I wait for Jeffrey Lewis in the fall to do an album and then just uh, dutifully buy it. It's fine. Um, but at the time, yeah, I would sort of keep on things. I remember them working on this if I remember rightly uh, it's based around a sample of Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles and the working title for this secret track was Tomorrow Never Knows Oh, <laughs> if, if my memory serves me right I, might, I, I don't think I've made that if up if your memory serves you well I remember seeing it on um, Top of the Pops the video and it was just, I don't really, I remember the very vaguely the video, but the song was just, kind of blew my mind a bit, and not really in a good way. Man. <laughs> but now, I think it's brilliant. I love uh, some of the stuff the Chemical Brothers has done. Well, at the time, like, I... Rock, I beats, well, yeah, no, I, I liked the Chemical Brothers at the time, but as we were listening to this, I said, uh, 
I can't imagine listening to the Chemical Brothers now. And it's quite funny, like going back to revisit things. Like I loved Supergrass at the time, and I've listened to it for years. I love Pulp That's, at the time. That has really sparked my interest. Yeah, but yeah, with this, I have no interest to go back and revisit the Chemical Brothers back catalog. I'll probably listen to some Pulp stuff and some Supergrass stuff now. It's uh, Noel Gallagher at the time. I was just a sort of uh, naive Britpop fan, and this I thought this sounded like um, Police Sirens. It's like, why would you listen to that? But now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and listen to Oasis, listen to this instead. <laughs> but yeah, the video is um, before, after, and during a rave on the, those kind of isolated steps yeah. on the, in Crystal Palace Park. It's quite good. Yeah, no, it you looks know, great. It's all kind of it's a drug experience video, isn't it? Yeah, this and it's like there's a bit where the girls having uh, sort of meets an evil version of herself and I said as we were watching it I was like I'm pretty sure every other uh, Chemical Brothers uh, Prodigy Fatboy Slim maybe even I feel like every other video they did was someone meeting a bad version of themselves but that might again be my memory being false probably libeling some people there. that's MC Jimmit 172 to Broccoli Rice is this the official video? This is someone with a camera on the top deck of the 172. Yeah. Well, I don't think MC Jimmet is a major label star that has nah. things like official videos. I think it's essentially he recorded the vocal and then just got someone to... Because it's, it is, as you say, just, just that bit. It's clearly a design element to it as well, isn't it? It's like deliberate choices they made in terms of shots they've taken. Is it... Um, the lyrics relate to a 172? It's his tribute to London transport generally. Mm. He was apparently he came over from the states and was blown away at how comprehensive and regular the bus services were. So he just, not tomorrow there's a strike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just visited at the right time. But it's interesting because the, uh, the video starts in the West End and you see the one seven two heading across. Oh, come on, that's not the West End, mate. Sorry, West End. Some poles, some poles. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking that as as the West End. Yeah. Yourself sound ignorant. It's like a bunch of strands, isn't it? Yeah, it's not the West End, but go on, Steve. Carry on, Steve. <laughs> Central London. How about Central that? It's a, yeah, yeah, a, a bit of phrasing. Uh, town. No, um, never town. Always town. Uh, yeah, the bus comes across Waterloo Bridge and then heads down, uh, goes through the Elephant Castle, which is. That is the route. Yeah, it is the route of the 172. It's a shame it's the 172 rather than the 171 or the 176, which are both buses that I have much greater affinity and affection for. Oh, I've been on many a 172, Steve. This is getting to Waterstones. After recommending his own music video, my brother uh, said, yeah, that Goldfrapp video. And like, I'm astonished that I've never seen this before. Happiness by Goldfrapp um, is filmed in Addington Square. We're just off of Burgess Park in the background. Starts with uh, some uh, tennis, Burgess Park tennis courts, which obviously I've played at many, many times. When Burgess Park reopens, we'll do an episode on it, Steve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's about there's a guy in a white suit jumping up and down to this uh, Goldfrapp song. Just kind of. Uh, he looks like a very young David Byrne uh, in Talking Heads. It's a compliment, a massive compliment. Quite a good video, isn't it? Kind I of. really like it. I mean, because it's Campbell New Road is going down, isn't it? Is it Campbell New Road? No, Campbell Road. Campbell Road, sorry. Um, well, it's all Addington Square, isn't it? Yeah. This is Addington Square. It might do a bit, it might cut somewhere else, but it's Addington Square initially, and then it kind of 
It was a bit where there's kind of an invisible cut by the looks of it. But it's like a version of uh, the famous Bittersweet Symphony video, isn't it? It's just a, basically a guy going down the street, but he's just hopping. Well, not hopping, leaping down the street on... Yeah, bounding. Yeah. And the song, I I, I, don't, I know of Cold Trap. That's very well choreographed. There's a bit where he jumps out in the road in front of a car on a bike. and uh, You've got tremendous energy in those cars, man. Just bouncing yeah. up and down. For also, very minutes. well choreographed to have the... Because it, it is a pretty close run it thing. Is, with yeah. it. It's also a nice bit. I don't, I don't know if it is you'd know better than me. Is this a single shot? Is it a tracking shot? No, I think there's a couple of bits where there's a couple of invisible cuts. Okay, but uh, it's, it's played out only maybe like... two though. Like it's almost it's almost it is almost one shot. Because it, it, it reminds get... me of a video for a song called uh, "Motorcycle" by the Rumble Strips. If only this bike was a motorcycle, I'll be home by now. Really, really good video. Mm-hmm. Man. Just guy going around like a similar sort of thing where you have got a square with some grass in the middle. He's going around on a bicycle and. Um, like stuff you know more stuff happens as he keeps going around yeah this reminds me of as I say uh, Bittersweet Symphony and uh, Unfinished Symphony the Massive Attack song where uh, again I think they're well the Massive Attack one certainly is it's a single shot isn't it I don't know if Bittersweet Symphony is but you're supposed to no, get the feeling of he okay. cuts to his point of view and stuff but you remember it as just as him walking, walking down the street yeah. against people yeah but in Hoxton. with this, you're supposed to think that it's essentially a single shot, isn't it? It's just basically him uh, just going down the street. And there's various things, as I say, there's a bit where he jumps out in front of a car on a bike and he could stop. He sort of like falls into step with some kids on uh, uh, what they call space hoppers. It, and even at the start, the first thing he does is uh, jump into uh, a skipping rope. Hmm. And, you know, at no point trips or stops or stops grinning. And then everyone just starts following him. Yeah. Right, so we've got another band that I've had to defend in the past, even though I don't even like them that much. <laughs> Coldplay with uh, Fix You. I do know this song. Um, Coldplay, they they got pretty massive from that first album with Trouble and Yellow, and I thought they were both rubbish, those songs. I didn't enjoy <laughs> them at all. Tedious. Yeah. And I feel like that with a lot of the second album as well, Rush of Blooded Head, which people love. Yeah. Um, I like quite like The Scientist, and... Um, in my place, I think it's good. There's one particular shot in the video, right, where this camera's just sitting there, and like halfway through the shot, it just sort of tilts down about like a couple of inches. Just so unorthodox, but it's such a great camera move, man. Um, but anyway, but then Fix You came out, and um, King's Cross. Who's pointing towards King's Cross? That's right. Fix You came out and uh, Speed of Sound particularly and I think Fix You is such a beautiful song man. he wrote it for um, Gwyneth Paltrow when her dad died her dad died like n- not long before he was the director I think directed that film where she sings called Duets or something and um, you know the song is you know you know he's blah 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 blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to try and fix you obviously he can't it's got this beautiful organ on it as well man and i got so i got warm feelings towards Chris Martin as well man I just at the time he's made to Jay Z so uh... but it was before he was made to a minute <laughs> but like um, and the album cover for this uh, record um, X and Y it's navy blue with um, these colours on the front and it's like a kind of code that uh, spells out the album do you know that? I do know it yeah, yeah. yeah. and as you can see in the video here, Steve they're projecting it on behind him onto the National Theatre onto that kind of concrete cube uh, video starts off he's kind of hanging around the archways in uh, uh, Tudor Street sort of area but I think it's such a great song, man. I really, 
I love it. And I just, you know, I think it's a bit like McDonald's, right? Coldplay. When, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Heston Blumenthal does this cooking show in search of perfection, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and he wants to make the perfect this, the perfect that, right? And I watched the one episode where he wanted to make the perfect burger. It was a great episode, man. He just wanted, because, you know, I'm a big fan of burgers, yeah. You know, quite a serious way, Steve. <laughs> I made Steve, Steve's laughing. I made him a burger earlier, didn't I? Nice. So. Chorizo in it. Anyway, so he has a he says he hasn't had McDonald's for like 20 years and he's like I've got to have a burger you know just because I'm doing a show and he eats his McDonald's he stands there in Times Square and eats his burger and he goes you can't say that's disgusting <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like people want to say McDonald's as well but it's not is it it's the same with Coldplay a lot of their stuff is boring and some of it is rubbish but they've also got a couple of songs that I think are fantastic so essentially your point is Coldplay I like McDonald's I don't think anyone, fan or foe, would disagree with that. Uh, For different reasons. Let me just quickly, this is just, like, it's unrelated, right? But I feel I can just say on the show, man. Um, Anna goes to me yesterday, my sister Anna. She goes, the first time me and Darren went on a date, I ordered chicken nuggets and chips, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, it was partly funny because, um, because, like, she ordered that, yeah? But where did he take her to do that? <laughs> I was like, what did he have? A Big Mac? <laughs> he was uh, surprised that I ordered from the children's menu. <laughs> <laughs> What's she ordered? Fifth filet? <laughs> so do you want to say how you hate Coldplay now, Steve? You've been to Bottle now. No. Uh, you don't think this is very good. I, uh, I don't really like this song. I, I, uh, Coldplay, I was never... Uh, they're just... They're there, aren't they? They're, but they're not a huge part of my life <laughs> uh, anymore. <laughs> Chris Martin uh, again. I have no. I, have I think he's done feelings. too many songs with Kanye West. Like I do. I, not that I envy him yet, because I know Kanye West is not going to put me on a record. Yeah, not yet. But I just like Kanye West. Yeah, you know, as it's well documented, he's like one of my favorite artists of all times. Times time all the times. <laughs> but sometimes he starts. Like, you know, like he jumped on stage and took the microphone off Taylor Swift and said Beyonce were one of the greatest videos of all time. And he's right. Like, the Grammys <laughs> is a joke. Is it Grammys? It's a joke. Yeah. Taylor Swift is winning best video over all the single ladies. That is a joke. That is it? a joke, yeah. Right, and there's been, there's been other times where, like, he's, uh, like, the Dixie Chicks winning best album. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, where, what day and age are we living in when you're giving the Dixie Chicks best album? But then he goes, Maroon 5 made a great album. It's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you've got it wrong with rock music, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? As, he's sample, how's he going to sample King Crimson? Yeah. But then when it comes to do, putting um, a kind of rock artist, I'm doing inverted commas, on the record, he gets Chris Martin and Maroon 5. Do you know what I mean? He's got it around the wrong way. He's, he's sampling, right, King Crimson and Black Sabbath. The thing is, though, on... Um, who's the guy that gets sampled and they do the voice really high on uh, What's the Throne? Ooh, I yeah. love you so... Mr. Hudson, is it? Yeah, the sample is from a French band called Cassius, but I believe Mr. Hudson re-sings it. I'm not yeah. Sure. Yeah, and, like, uh, uh, I got free tickets to see Mr. Hudson at the ICA a few years ago, and... Uh, yeah, it's not my thing at all. I don't, I don't, I don't get the fuss about him in the least. But he was on a Jay Z record doing another. Um, yeah, forever young. Yeah, I didn't like that. I but wanna be forever young. That bit, I, I enjoyed that bit on Watch the Throne so much. It justifies uh, Mr. Hudson having an artistic life. I think just yeah, you know, just the fact that we got to get him to do. But 
I think he's interesting. I only like his voice when it's distorted out of all recognition. <laughs> That's when I like it. And with Chris Martin, Mr. Hudson in the library was quite a good was one yeah yeah it's all right. But with with Coldplay and Chris Martin, the thing is, you know, if people like it, if people like it, there's no harm on me. He seems. Uh, a decent bloke you know Jay-Z and Kanye are hanging out with him through choice he's mm. clearly fine isn't he I'm coming home again yeah don't do you that know, I used to uh, yeah. look a lot like him you know when I was younger J- Jay-Z Jay-Z yeah <laughs> but since Jay-Z lost the weight <laughs> now but it's Chris Martin people used to just say it to me all the time man is it yeah before I had long hair when I had the short hair back then you know that was fine with me the next video suggestion came from Simon Neb on Twitter at halfmanhalfwit, which is a pretty good uh, handle. Not bad. He's a Herne Hill resident, right? Which is why he's uh, familiar with uh, Brockwell Lido, where uh, Vanilla's No Way, No Way was shot. No Way, No Way, Menomena. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't get fresh with me. Remember it, Steve? Yeah, we're we gonna watch it, or are we just gonna rely on your? Vision? I can remember it, man. Can we not watch it? I'd like to see the video. Oh, you have not seen it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the description there. Yeah, the uploader has put this up. Worst song stroke video ever. <laughs> so what? How did this band form? Are they from a TV show or? Um, no, no, no. This is before. Not, uh, this was before TV shows. This is why we got these TV shows brought out so the bands like this wouldn't come out. Yeah, yet. I mean, what it is is four uh, six out of ten girls in uh, garish clothes. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I know we shouldn't. We shouldn't rate women out of ten, Steve. Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is so it's trying to cash in on Spice Girls, isn't it? Like yeah. you've got a ginger one, um, but they've just wildly missed. I said they've wildly missed the mark, but I imagine this was a massive hit, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember it. So it got played, I guess. Yeah, and they're ba- they're talking, they're talking some um, inane lyrics yeah. over uh, the Muppet theme tune. Yeah, and uh, the video was filmed at Brockwell Lido. I mean, you know, budget-wise, tenor. I'm on the. Wiki- Someone probably had to buy some suntan lotion. I'm just on Wikipedia to find, to find out about the band Vanilla. Vanilla is a flavouring derived from orchids of the genus <laughs> Vanilla. <laughs> I think you're forgetting that. Go on. That Vanilla is also a lightweight internet form package written in the PHP scripture. So, you know, a lot of ways to, to look at it. They were from Barnet. Their first single was No Way, No Way. There's an interesting use of the word only on this page, Steve. Yeah. After only two years, <laughs> record label EMI released the group from their contracts. They never released any other singles, right? It's interesting as well. So it's a true it's a true one-hit wonder, man. Yeah. Number 14. Well, also, it's got a listing of... Uh, oh, they were sisters. No, they're white. Oh, two sisters. Two sisters and two friends. Um, they've got separate listings of all all the women who are in Vanilla and it's one of those things on Wikipedia where you know some things are hyperlinked and some things aren't and none of the the girls have individual hyperlinks so it's a shame they, they, you know but they, you know this is the thing they've got together and they've uh, managed to release a video record a song that people recognise got to number 14 in the UK single charts mm. that's much higher than any of my singles 
It was uh, featured on, that's what I call music, 39. Now 39, yeah. yeah. I own, The only one I ever had was now 29. You see, the follow-up, which I've never heard of, not a second, was called True To Us. Seven seconds away. That was also, they got to number 36. They've had two top 40 hits. There was a time when the top 40 was the way you went, wasn't it? What's this? Don't, don't. You trying to see what else was on it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so you're just wow. on the Now That's What I Call Music Wikipedia page. And Now 13. Now 2 and Now 13 are the only ones that are listed in with Roman, numer- numer- Roman numerals. Bleep. Dragon 13 is uh, some sort of superstition. Maybe. Yeah, so the one I had, Steve, right? Now 29, yeah. Pato Banton, Baby Come Back. Oh, you had this one, did you? Yeah, I had this on, on tape. Uh, Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Ooh, maybe I love your way. Do you reckon Cindy Lauper, Girls Want to Have Fun, is probably on about 10 to 12 now? That's what I call music, with various reissues. It's on the It's not of the time, is it? Wigfield Saturday Night. Celine Dion, the I don't remember that, though. New Order, True Faith 94. I didn't listen to it particularly often, man. Midnight Oasis by Brandon. Crash Test Dummies. Once there was a boy who. Should I show my age by showing you the first Now That's What I Call Music that I bought? Or do you want to hazard a guess? Let me just quickly hit up with a, with a triple. The triple. Uh, REM, Wasp, Friggs, and Kenneth. Oasis, Cigarettes, and Hole. The Rolling Stones, Love is Strong. That's pretty tidy, isn't it? Way to uh, end side one. I say side one, I mean cassette one, side B. <laughs> Real to real feature in the Mad Summon. Oh, another. Oh, I have Parklife on it as well, and Shampoo Trouble. Another transpontine uh, act as well. Go on, Shampoo. Really? Yeah, Shampoo from South London. I think they're from uh, uh, Lewis or something. Um, yeah, do you want to hazard a guess at the first? Now that's what I call music that I bought. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Let's click on it and uh, forget how old I am, didn't you? That's why I call music four. Oh. Yeah, which had it, it was great. Uh, yeah, it was a a four cassette uh, package. Four uh, cassettes, wow. Uh, sorry, two cassettes. Style Council, shout out to yeah. the top. Uh, private dancer. Oh, is it private dancer on it? Yeah. Look at that. There we go. Uh, Together in Electric Dreams by uh, George John Road and Phil Oakley, which uh, was uh, Never Ending Story, which was great. Um, Ghostbusters theme tune. Ghostbusters was go. I think Ghostbusters was the reason I bought it because uh, obviously that was great. And, and this is the thing that came, this came out in uh, was it nineteen eighty four? It came out. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. So I'm uh, nine years old. I'm one. I want. I want, I want the Ghostbusters. Theme I do the dynamic. <laughs> so I wear the Ghostbusters. You've got to look But obviously, on the same side of the cassette as the Ghostbusters theme tune if it played through you got to track 5 which is Eurythmics Sex Crime I had brackets no 1984 I had no idea I had no idea what was going on at that point so if we go back to 1982 Steve we've got uh, a film a video that's filmed as close to uh, the river as uh, possible yeah barely in South London but it is though. but it is in South London Musical Youth past the Duchy filmed outside City Hall uh, facing the Houses of Parliament. Um, actually, probably a little further down because that's Westminster Bridge, isn't it? Yeah. Again, just to sort of put a timestamp on it, this is 1982. I'm seven years old. Uh, 
and I don't know what the average age of the of musical youth was, but it's definitely a seven year old kid in there, isn't it? So mm. it was just you know, one of those interesting things where you go uh, someone the same age as me on top of the pops and appearing in music videos. Yeah, and it was a cracking great, song as well, yeah, it's great. Good video as well, remember the uh, roster speakers. Yeah. <laughs> we had to take a little break there because uh, Steve just showed me the uh, video for Boys by Sabrina from 1987, which is uh, amazing. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless, Steve. And the thing I was saying to Jackie, well, it's from 1987. I remember it from the time. I was 12 years old. Yeah, it's quite and risky. And even now, it, I'm all over the place just yeah. watching it. It's incredible. No, look, you'll have to look up. We're not putting link, a link to it. Sabrina, Boys. We'll get arrested. We'll yeah, get arrested. Just, um, but it is... Uh, Remarkable for a number of reasons. On television, you say. The birth of, <laughs> Steve reckons that's the birth of Euro Trash. I, I I couldn't put an exact date on it, but it would have been around that time. And it was just, it, well, as you pointed out, you were like, is that where they showed it on Euro Trash? I was like, no, that was on top of the pops. That was on the chart show. Pause. Right, so next up is uh, Nikki S and Nike, Scar Rhythm. Nikki S and Nike presents. Is that the tunnel from. No, it's not. Yeah, it's uh, Milky Man's under their other name. It's, it's uh, the video starts off as a uh, sort of football factory parody. It came around the same time. It's got a couple of gangs people staring, staring uh, Nikes and Nike rather than starring. Also, Solo, Nasty Doctor, Flirty D, Marky Phoenix, Bashy disappears. This kid, uh, he was in a video we were watching the other day, wasn't he? And. Uh, one of the leaders of the gang was in Oyo Savaloy, you might know this. All right. But my friend Tabo walks past there, right? <laughs> and um, they put him in the gang with the white people, right? Just to make it clear that this wasn't a race. <laughs> but um, he was on the Channel U, yeah. Um, and I can't remember if it was me or if it was somebody else, but he walks past on the screen and like, this smoke comes out of his mouth. And nobody at the time in church knew that he smoked. <laughs> but he got exposed on Channel U, man. <laughs> If you're getting exposed anywhere, that's the way to do it, isn't it? This is Golden Age Channel U stuff. There he is, Tabo. Do you see the close up? Yeah, yeah. He's got rims on his watch. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning rims on his watch. So, where's this shot? Where is that actually? Bermondsey somewhere, I think. Right. Because the initial shot through the tunnel, I thought it might be the same tunnel from Harry Brown, you know, where all the bad things happen. No, I don't think it is. It looks no, more not. kind of. Uh, no, once you see the shot from the other side, it's clearly not. Just a crash zoom on some breasts as well. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh, Nikki has a Nike, send it back up. It's a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? This is, I mean, the thing is, earlier on when we were looking at the Bashy clip, you know, this is very classic Channel U in it, where. And this is, why, this is why I was so impressed with the Bashy clip, where it falls into a crowd of people aiming at a camera and then it ends up with there being a, a decently choreographed little dance sequence whereas here nothing against the video it's good fun clearly as you say there's got like mates down for a barbecue but it's loads of people just like pointing and going at a camera and it? it's no, there's no yeah, sort of exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. there's no sort of pla- and that's fine it, start, no, it starts off with this idea of they're going to do this football factory uh, parody then it just kind of disappears, man. Then it's, it's just, a party. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of animation because they couldn't get the guy for the video. We've it up and we ain't even done the video. It's mad. They ain't even let us go on. It's mad. Tell them that He has got an impressive torso, Nike. That's why he's taking that Chelsea shot. <laughs> I 
That's the worst movie to water fight, isn't it? Hmm. Just chase someone with a giant bottle of litre bottle of water and they just flick a bit at them from the top. Gerald Cole? Yeah, Parachute from the Elton Palace. You also got the um, Florence and the Machine video from the Elton Palace, but yeah. I've got enough to say about them. Let's get to uh, a man we have got to talk about. Young Maestro. <laughs> Are we ready? Is it we're closing it with Young Maestro? Who's got something else first? Morrissey. Let's do Morrissey first. <laughs> Old <Yeah>. Maestro. <laughs> Old Dirty Maestro. <laughs> uh, first of all, we've got your one for me, Fatty. All over Battersea. Some hope and some despair. Uh, video filmed in Battersea. Uh, you get a shot of the um, power station, which I was just thinking it's kind of probably the most recognisable building in South London. You were saying Steve the Shard will soon snatch that. Well, my my initial point when you said, "Is it the most famous building in London?" Uh, in South London, I said, "I'd say uh, the London Eye is probably more famous." And you replied, "I'd say the London Eye is a building," which <laughs> is a fair point. Uh, and then I said the Shard. So let's not make out that I immediately responded with a reasonable answer. My first thought was to go for structure rather than mm. building, and it, it doesn't count. What a shirt! Yeah, bright red. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, it's a guy and a girl wander. You know, she is Tubby, wandering around um, Battersea, isn't it? Having a picnic and stuff. She's eating some crisps. Not a great deal to say about it, though, is there? Really, it's not a great video, but it is Morrissey, no, and I do like the track a lot. Yeah, the shirt's great, but yeah, I mean, it's basically the band performing uh, and then cutting away to uh, people on a date, and it seems that Morrissey's revolutionary point here is that um, you know. Plus size women can be attractive. Mm. Thank you, Morrissey. Now, a less good song, but a more interesting video, which is also shot in South London, although we've desperately struggled to work out where. I mean, it should be... Um, to, to a local, it should be instantly recognisable. If Hassan had, you know, got off his backside and done a bit of research <laughs> for me, because he, li- you know, he lives somewhere near Battersea, so... Anyway... <laughs> You live somewhere in Battersea. It's certainly not filmed at the Haltree High School, it says on the outside. I mean, it's kind of a carry-on pastiche, the video, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting Trug is the name of the song. Uh, a minor. Minor single, isn't it? Um, yeah, Haltree being Charles Haltree, named after, isn't it? Of course. Now, uh, we've just uh, seen the infamous silk clubbed sill shot, which uh, was banned. Well, it's another... It was cut, you know, for the BBC. Yeah, it's another sort of... Really clumsy point, isn't it? It's not a very good track, is it? Really, it's not great. I mean, a lot of his solo stuff. It's it's nice enough. Great solo stuff. It took me a long time to distinguish between the two, between Smith and Morrissey, because as I said, it was all I heard it all growing up as sort of you know from other rooms. But um, well, a lot of guitar sounds, in particular on solo stuff, definitely are heavily influenced. Yeah, but and and also it you know mod. (laughs) <laughs> if, if he was getting uh, Rourke and Joyce in as bandmates, then it is going to sound like the Smiths in that song. But yeah, Morrissey turns up towards the end of the video. Uh, they're in Vauxhall, by the look of it. Um, and Morrissey turns up with some uh, anti uh, meat Yeah, is it anti vivisection yeah. leaflets? Don't experiment on animals. So they go to the lab where they are experimenting on animals and then release the animals mm. into Vauxhall yeah. where, they'll, where they'll thrive. These rabbits, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very dated, isn't it? 
It is, but it's, yeah, it's fun. What's the Morrissey video where he's uh, he's in Rome and he's he's handcuffed? Is that uh, I've forgiven Jesus? That's I good. don't know that one. Finally, we've got Young Maestro featuring Firm and Osmosis. Although I would have guessed it would have been the other way around, Firm and Osmosis featuring Young Maestro. But you know, there we go. Uh, memories. Yo, yo. I've got these memories in the back of my mind. Memories, yeah? It's osmosis. All tight young wife shows. Sitting in the basement. Oh, God. And it's a UK hip hop opera. Hip hop, bro, yeah? <laughs> Yo, fam, can you make memories? All I could be now is all my head up while you're in peace. Is he off the telly or something? Yeah. Right, so the video starts in uh, Mary Datchelor Close. The whole thing is filmed in like a kind of uh, estate playgrounds. Playground. Yeah, yeah. Um, starts off. I mean, this is one of my all-time favourite UK hip hop uh, kind of. Uh, let me rephrase that, man. Comical UK hip hop <laughs> uh, tracks. <laughs> um, yeah, Os- Firm and Osmosis. These two rappers. Yeah. What, um, it starts sort of start the track starts with them going, I've got memories in the back of my mind, yeah? And the other one goes, It's a hip hop opera. And the guy goes, Hip hop, yeah? I've got to thank my friend Sam for turning me on to this man. He's a big fan of uh, humorous uh, UK hip hop. So the video's going on, yeah? You've got this kind of silly uh, opera beat. And uh, there's a girl in a tracksuit, but with a painted uh, like white face. Piero uh, face paint. Yeah, with yeah. a tear. Yeah, yeah. And doing this kind of ballet dancing behind them but just but it's in like a nice... urban urban ballet yeah. showing mean, the occasional pretty... sort of like a street move as well it's pretty I mean that's hilarious enough yeah and then this spotty 14 year old <laughs> fat kid comes out right who's been on someone like Britain's Got Talent and he just starts belting in a tuxedo in a tuxedo in front of a climbing frame that's full of disillusioned children second chorus turns up with uh, his ho- with a hoodie on yeah but still singing but he's, got, he's doing this awkward thing with his hands the whole video. I don't know if you noticed, Steve, but you just don't really seem to know what he's kind of like when uh, the guy's doing Mr. Toad in the office that time. <laughs> then he just starts belting out in Latin. He's emoting is what he's doing with his hands. But what they've done is, for a lot of the time, just cut him from the shoulders upwards. Then they they make it very clear in the video that he he's is legit, a real opera They show him at like the National Hop House. It's like hopera, hip hop yeah. The National Hip Hop House, which doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, it's all married up to the close. To be honest, swimming baths in Campbell Green. He's wearing uh, dog tags now, yeah, as opposed to uh, a tuxedo. I'm sure there's uh, many many others. And uh, once the show gets huge, Steve, South London hardcore. I mean. You know, we'll be uh, able to do another one where people have just sent us video after video after video. Because, I mean, Channel U, right? Did you used to watch it? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, I didn't have Sky, but I used to go around the Keisha's to watch it, you know, when we first I came out. Um, it just sit there. I'd sit, because I do, did a couple of videos of, you know, the, from that kind of that kind of thing. Um, I'd just sit there for ages. End Dubs, when End Dubs first came along, yeah, the video for. Um, you better not waste my time. They were like just so annoying, like you just wanted to hit them all. <laughs> but the video was just like it was supposed to be like this kind of decadent, opulent lifestyle, right? And they're all sitting around um, a dinner table, much like this. It's like a they've got like five people around this tiny little table, <laughs> and there's a bit where uh, Dappy is in a like a, just say jacuzzi, man. It's a bath, really, and somebody a girl's feeding them a banana. <laughs> 
It's just, and it's like one day this dream will be real. Yeah, it's just horrible, man. He does in the first verse. He's like, um, he's talking about stealing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I ain't talking about verses. I'm talking about snatching purses. It's like horrible, man. He's a terrible human being, isn't he? As as has been proved many times over, isn't it? With his, isn't he always saying and doing stuff to get him in trouble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he did um, text bullying. That's right. Which is a bit like real bullying, but not proper. Yeah, lazy enough. Lazy bullying. <laughs> yeah. At least a lot of bullies are prepared to travel to mm. do their bullying. He was like, "No, I'm not getting. Look at this bath. I've got a banana on. <laughs> no way I'm moving." You know, Junior Spech. No, I'll show you that afterwards, man. We'll okay. have to wrap up the show now, Steve, because it's not South London. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, there's loads of these things. Like, there's this. Oh, I came across this song called Once. It's like, what do you know about Ips? Money gets made in Ips. It was about uh, Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just going to be t- stacks of stuff that we haven't covered, man. Yeah, yeah. That I would like to. We don't even necessarily need to uh, do it on the show, but for my own amusement, I like to at least post the videos. I think though, um, we both sort of found videos for each other that we yeah. had no idea existed. No, so, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah it's, there's not a lot of overlap, man, which is nice. No, it's very nice. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can get. See uh, all these videos on southlandhardcore.com. Yeah, I'll be dotting them out across the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SLHC Podcast or email us southlandhardcore at gmail.com. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, get us on. If you've, if you've got a podcast app, right, and you can't find us on there, let us know. We'll try and register for it. Like Acast, we're on that. We're on the Blueberry app, Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, iTunes, man, we're there. So, on Podbean, not anyone you don't use Podbean, probably. But we're <laughs> <laughs> on Podbean until our Podbean subscription ends, at which point we're off Podbean. Then we're going to some fake mustache studios. <laughs>